Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's right, Major. You did. I lied. So would you rather be killed first or killed last? Just get it over with, man. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to have Arnold chasing me down like the Terminator. Yeah. Just kill me. I agree. Just get it over with. I, I probably said this before on another episode, but like if guys after me, I'm just going to I'm going to give up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to run and hide. I mean, if, if if John Matrix is after you, it's over. Like, there's yeah. no way you're getting away from it. But are we sure that... I didn't see a body. Did you? Did uh, you see a body? No, nope, there was no body. Yeah. He got dropped off a cliff. I mean, did his neck snap? <laughs> like, how did he die? He got yeah. dangled by his yeah. leg. Yeah, maybe a fugitive situation where, you know, he just lived. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 89 of the Last Row Podcast. It took us seven right. years and 89 episodes right. to finally do this movie. But... Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, head out to Apple Podcasts. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Same on Podchaser. Welcome back, Badway. I'm really excited. I've been, you know, wanting to do this movie for quite a while. Yeah. I think it sort so, of the stars aligned. So, uh, and inside to our podcast uh, careers here, originally uh, the working title for this podcast was called The Blood Bank, right? The ba- <laughs> it was. And there's a picture of it up on our website. Well, it I'm is. Not sure. yeah. I'll tweet it again. Yeah. So um, it was really going to focus on 80s action movies. And then we turned it to a more like wide scope, obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're dipping into The Blood Bank here with Commando. <laughs> the last of our podcast yeah. hashtag. Make it, make it a withdrawal. Are we making a withdrawal or a deposit? I think it's we're making a withdrawal. Uh, yeah, we're making a withdrawal bank. from the from the history yeah. of, the, of the blood bank. Yeah. And you know, fun fact in the in the picture. If you haven't seen it, I'll put it on Instagram and Twitter. Arnold was one of the trio in the picture. It was <laughs> Arnold Seagal. Arnold with the John Matrix. Yeah, with rocket Commando. Launcher, yeah, Commando Arnold. Right? Yep. It was uh, Steven Seagal with the Uzi nine millimeter. And then you had, um, I think it was Rambo, right? John Rambo. Yeah. Stallone. I'll, so, I'll tweet the picture. Yeah. Maybe maybe on this day going forward, I know we're 89 in, but every time we do an 80s action movie, it's, you know, the last row podcast presents the blood bank. We're, you know? we're making maybe, a withdrawal, man. Maybe, maybe it only not. took us maybe, seven years. Maybe we'll forget to do that next time. Who knows? <laughs> but You can't count on us. Yeah. Anyway, Commando. Suburban Commando, Drew. 1985. Genre. Action. Adventure, thriller. It's, I mean, certainly thrilling. Yeah. It's a thrilling movie. By the way, yeah, we are doing Commando, but I do want to do Suburban Commando. I've never seen that. So, yeah, it's awful. Uh, directed by Mark L. Mark Lester. Lest, Mark Lester. Mark Lester. Uh, so, Mark Lester, uh, not the greatest director of the world, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him credit for this movie. He directed yeah, I mean, it. Uh, yeah, he did, he did fine in this movie, but I'm looking at his IMDb and it's not. Impressive, what else Drew. did he do? Hit me. He uh, he directed P. Pterodactyl in 2005. <laughs> and, then he, and then he went on to do Poseidon Rex in 2013. Poseidon Rex? Yeah. No, he, he a did a bunch of movie? movies. Yeah, he did a bunch of movies that I've never even heard of, and I'm not even going to list them. Straight so, to uh, sci-fi. So yeah, after after Commando, he kind of, uh, his career took a big... Fell off a cliff. Yeah. But the, the writer, Drew. Oh, yeah. Stephen E. DeSuoza. Yes. You know him. Oh, yeah. He, the triumphant return of his writing skills to our show. Yeah. So, you know, he wrote Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Also, he had a screenplay of Die Hard, Die Hard 2. You know, a little, Beverly little, Hills little Cop. Movie. He's got a good, you know, Judge Dredd. He's got a good little list here. But co-writer Drew. Oh, yeah. Matthew Wiseman. He 
wrote Teed Wolf. And right. Teed Wolf That's a good 2. Movie. I never saw the second, but I like the first one. You know, Teed Wolf 2 is pretty good. It's it's not great, but it's it's not bad. But is it the Ghostbusters 2 of sequels? Sure. Like yeah, it's a little, little worse. A little worse. Okay. But what's funny about him is is that that's pretty much it. That's it. Commando, Teed Wolf, and Teed Wolf 2. And then a bunch of something you've never heard of before. And that's pretty much the end of his career. If if you've got to write a couple of movies, those aren't yeah. bad ones to, to yeah. be associated with. Right. Didn't Jeff was, Loeb write the original script to this? He's like a comic writer. Jeff Loeb. J E. Uh, there was like there were multiple writers. So Disposa and Wiseman have have a credit along with um, a couple of the comic writers. Yeah. yeah. Or or him. So Drew, Commando scored an IMDB of six point seven out of Too ten. Low. Too low. low. Rotten Tomato, 69%. Too low. Nice. Too low, but nice. Metacritic, 51%. Way too low. Only seven votes on Metacritic. Get out of here. We need to get more votes and more reviews going. I get that Metacritic didn't exist in 1985. I mean, I guess neither did Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, but how do you only have seven ratings on there? We need more ratings. More ratings. Get out of here. Way too low. A retired Special Forces colonel tries to save his daughter, who was abducted by his former subordinate. Bennett, Bennett. I mean, it's pretty short. To the point. Yeah, short to the point. To I, have the no, point. I, have, I have no complaints. Moving I, on. I saw longer ones, but I like that one. Yeah. How about the taglines here? There's there's some really good ones, I think. These these might be the best ones we've got. Oh, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see about if, that. I'll be, the, if, I'll be the judge of that. If there's a mission that no man could survive, then he's the man for the job with asterisks yeah. around he's. Emphasis on the he's. I like how he's you went high there. the man for the job. Yeah, not bad. I'll allow it. They hunted him down. They murdered his friends. I don't know if they were really his friends. Now they've taken the one thing. <laughs> <Coworkers>. he <would> <laughs> yeah, they, let me rewrite that. They hunted him down. They murdered his coworkers. His colleagues. His colleagues. His subordinates. Now they've taken the one thing he would kill for, his only daughter. May heaven help them. Does that even fit on the poster? It's so long. So long. And the heaven? The heaven, Drew? Come on I don't now. like it. I don't like May it. heaven help them. Capital heaven, H. Heaven help him. Let's party, Andrew WK. Like, what, what? Yeah, what is this? What, what is what this? Is Ninja that? Turtles? What is this? Come on. Cowabunga. <laughs> Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Someone's got to pay. Yeah. I, I like the one about murdering his coworkers. That's that's really the <laughs> subordinates. They, they murdered his colleagues. <laughs> he's not my best friend. He's not, he's my, not, best he's friend. not, my, he's not my friend. <laughs> They're not his friends. They work for him. Come on now. <laughs> Financials, nine million. That's cheap, much cheaper than I expected. Yeah. And and Arnold, I mean, eighty five. This was in the beginning. I mean, yeah. peak physical Arnold, but maybe in the beginning of his, you know, his call yeah. wasn't that much. So, like, if you have a hundred and nine confirmed kills yes. in this movie, how and it's a nine. You made the movie for nine million. Yeah, I'm not how good at math, but what is that like nine thousand dollars per kill? Like, how is that what that kill? is? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. That's good oh, value. Bad. That's yeah. good kill value. They got their money's worth here, right? Yeah. And then a worldwide cumulative worldwide estimated gross fifty seven point four million. Yeah. Not bad return there, right? I mean, so this thing is kind of a phenomenon. Made roughly five hundred thousand dollars per kill. Yeah, there it's you not go. Bad. I mean, it's not bad at all. That's worth the investment here. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. the blood bank, you know, yeah. take it to the bank. Yeah, great Senator deposit to the, the, the blood bank. Exactly. Yeah. It was also nominated for special, best special effects for a, a Saturn BAFTA? Award. A BAFTA? Not, not the Bald Ass Fun Times oh. Award, not the BAFTA. Oh. The, the, the best uh, Saturn Award. I don't even know. I guess, I don't know what, to be honest, I don't even know what a Saturn Award is. It's I've like heard a, of them. It's, but it's like a galactal award. It's, a, it's an intergalactic award. <laughs> 
by the aliens they nominated us uh, is floating in space. Yeah. But it lost to Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean, Galactic Award. I mean, biased, true bias right Come on there. now. I mean, Back to the Future had uh, probably some of the best special effects yeah. in any movie of that decade. Yeah. So you can't I like give them. I like to think that the special effects guy in Commando was, um, was uh, what's his name, Danny McBride from Tri oh, yeah. Thunder. <laughs> he's just blowing stuff he's up. He's just blowing stuff up. Especially when in the raid at the end with yeah. like all the explosions. I mean, yeah. look, I'll get, I'll say this definitely deserved the nomination for what it was. Sure. It was pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, best effects. I mean, it doesn't say special effects. I mean, it's totally practical. Practical effects were, were amazing. But before we get into this one, like into the to the meat and potatoes of this. The potatoes. This movie might have the highest body count. Now, I don't know because I didn't compare them all, but this might have the highest body count of any of the movies that, that we've done on this show. You, oh, quite possibly. Earlier, quite 109. Possibly. Yeah. And, and John Matrix with 102 himself. Yeah, the, the good guy with the large majority of them, right? Yeah. So, so I'll say this. I checked moviebodycounts.com. And I think we have to move to the other site that you told me because one, their SSL certificates expired. <laughs> was it like death and bubblegum or something like that? Uh, I think it's all out of bubblegum. All out of bubblegum? That's uh, right. Out of bubblegum. And, and then and the other thing is that the count was wrong, at least uh, compared to IMDb and the site that you so, sent me. So faulty numbers from moviebodycounts.com. It hasn't been updated in like 10 years too. But That's this no was, excuse. I think this was their third or fourth highest or fifth high it's in the top 10 of their yeah. highest body counts of all the movies and it yeah they most of them came at the end there but this movie was you know not shy about the yeah. death count and, and you know i have a story about this body count drew i have a story so apparently the uh, final scene was not supposed to be as bloodbathy as w- what we got i'm surprised because it seems like the the grand magnum opus of the yes. movie yes yes uh, for all for the better but legend goes and this was confirmed by one of the producers that the director saw a sneak preview of Rambo 2, colon, first blood. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because this was like, this Rambo was about to release as they were filming this. And it has such a high body count that yeah. it shocked the director and he, he felt the need to compete with that movie. Get a one of them. So he multiplied the deaths within that compound scene That's, to kind of like make up for it and make it for a longer raid. You know what? I think that was a smart decision. It's a great decision, right? Because it made yeah. it better. It was yeah. awesome. Like and, that scene is iconic. And you know what's even funnier? If you go back and you watch, now I didn't confirm this, but it, it totally makes sense. They only had about like a dozen or like 15 or so of those like, you know, henchmen soldiers. Yeah. You know, the goons. So they're using them all over So they and used over. them they used them multiple times. They dressed them up in different wigs and mustaches and <laughs> the put mustaches them in different, were so yeah, funny, by the they way. They put them in different costumes or whatever just to like differentiate them just so they could reuse guys to make That's the battle seem bigger. That's like back yeah. in the early two thousands when they showed like an army and they copy and pasted like yeah. CG soldiers. That's exactly what it is. Where it's like, you know, yeah. you watch Star Wars episode one and it's like they're all the same yep. robot or whatever, or, or even just like you watch like a gladiator type movie back then. And it's the same person yep. that copy and paste them. That's funny. Yeah. And I did notice they had like, the, like that's a fake mustache yeah. on that guy. So like they had like the same 15 guys. They put different styles of mustaches and hair on them. That's the, funny yeah. to me, man. Yeah. I, I think that it was a great decision too, because the way that the movie ended, it was like a bombastic scene and it really played to the, the strength of Arnold. And, yeah. and oh, honestly, yeah. like this movie, I know he's, known for terminator and obviously there's a lot of other big movies that he's done sure but this was like when i think of arnold in the 80s 
other than Terminator, this is the movie that I think of. And yeah. and he's in a lot of movies, but this yeah. one to me is just like it's it made him. It's surprising that it isn't more mainstream or because yeah. because it's certainly quotable and it's ridiculous. It it has I, I've seen people say this is one of the the grandfather of like the modern action movie. And and it's very different than the type of movies you get now when you look at like some of the John Wick style movies with the martial yeah. arts and all that without getting too much into it. But the the thing that I think works really well with this is the fact that just Arnold is this brute strength like barbarian. He was coming off of Conan, I think, and a couple other movies, but yeah. it just worked really, really well. well. It was right after Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was awesome. And I saw some piece of trivia and I didn't put it in the notes, but there was something where the originally the the studio didn't really want Arnold to talk. And huh. I feel like that was that would have been such yeah, a huge been mistake. A huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. Because he's so good in this and the the one-liners are off the charts in this yeah. and that's sort of what this movie is. It's like a bunch of yep. just gunshots and one-liners and yeah. it's awesome. And apparently he was very excited to play a regular guy too. So I'm sure that, you know, he fought for it if he had less lines or something yeah. like that because he was excited to be a regular guy in regular clothes and not some robot from the future and not some barbarian from the past, a caveman, yes. if you will. Ridiculous costumes yeah. and stuff, like he, long he hair. Was, he was excited to play a regular guy with, with, a, with a family. He had a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's jump into the movie then. So the, the, the background set, set up this movie for people. Like, what is going on with this? Who is he, like... What is the really the reason why this movie happens? So we got Arnold, whose name is John Matrix, which is a great name. One the of the way. best names ever. Yeah. So uh, he finds out from his former, I don't know, what, what, what do you call the guy? Like what's higher than like a colonel? commander or something. A commander. We'll call him a commander. Uh, choppers up to his palatial estate in, uh, I don't know. He was in California, I think. California. Yeah. California. Yeah. And he he's like trying to live the quiet life. You know, he's he's retired, you know. Special Chopping forces. wood. Yeah. Come to find out that his unit is getting picked off one by one, murdered. And then the commander's worried that, like, there's a, somebody with a vendetta against you and you're next, right? So the point is, is that there's people coming to get him. Eventually, they do come to get him, steal his daughter, and uh, the rest is history. He's out yeah. to, they blackmail him to do a crime in order to get his daughter back. And that's is the long Is the original Taken? You know, you think about it. <laughs> it's the first took. It was took. Yeah. She was she was took. Yeah. Tooken. But I think I think there's there's an interesting setup to this because and I like you said this before we recorded this, but the best part about this movie is they just kind of throw you into it. Yeah. They don't tell you anything. You, the movie opens really with this dude getting his garbage, taking his <laughs> garbage out. And and I just got to I got to talk about this for a second, yeah. okay? Look, you know, I've garbage day once a week here. And 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 this is his former coworker, right? So there's there's yeah. three guys that get murdered before you even yeah. really see Arnold. So let's do, to, in order to see what you're really you're talking about here. The scene opens up. The guy is in bed with his wife, yes. sleeping. Don't no, no not, get your mind the out of the gutter. Old not man a love scene. pajamas. Not a love scene. He's got yeah, you know. <laughs> and he hears the garbage truck coming up the street, and he's like, "It's not garbage day." And he like does like a kip up out of bed. To hurry up to get the garbage ready. Now go on. <laughs> it's what, one for, well, two things. Right? What is your problem with this? Yeah. So I have two problems. The first one was he's wearing like the full on old man pajamas, like with the jacket and everything, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he puts a robe over top of that. It's overkill. Like, it's pajama dude, overkill. Come on. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. So anyway, so 
not it's not garbage day right so even that so that means that it's less than garbage day uh-huh. which means that he's got even less garbage yes. than he would on a regular <laughs> right? garbage it's day right it's less than 7 days worth so of garbage he has, <laughs> he has less, less than 7 days worth of garbage and this dude is like how in the world am I going to live with my life if oh my I God. don't take the garbage out? Got to get the same garbage out. He had one damn bag. You know, <laughs> it's bag. like, you know, listen, is your is your garbage can going to gonna melt because you didn't take the garbage out for a yeah. week? Like, right. yeah. I, look, I'm lazy, right? Yeah. And, I, and we have giant garbage cans. Like we have those giant, gal- whatever they are, right? The huge ones. Yeah. At my house. And I think you have the same ones. Same, yeah. I'll go like two, three weeks without taking that could be out to the curb yeah. because I don't really make that much garbage. Like recycling is a little different because you just have more cardboard. You get Amazon boxes and stuff. But like, what is the rush to get the yeah. garbage out? He missed a garbage. The guy got murdered because he was so yeah, right? obsessed with getting his garbage to the curb. Like, <laughs> so, come on. So there's, here's the thing, Drew. Like my garbage comes Thursday morning, yeah. right? If I'm laying on my couch and it's like 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Yes. And I remember that it's garbage night. I'm not going to take the garbage. It's too late. It's already, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm that lazy. It's over. It's so over. it's over. It's already over. I'm not the one to hop out of bed and go get my garbage. With to try to, beat the garb- try to beat the garbage man. You know? <laughs> Didn't we watch another movie recently where the guy's running down the street after the garbage man? I don't know. I, I forgot what remember. this was. I was watching yeah. something recently where they're like running yeah. after the, the, after the, the, the garbage truck. It's yeah. like, just wait till next week. Yep. You give me, yeah, you give me tw- 12 hours notice. I'm not going to take the garbage out. Like I mean, it's either going to get done when I get home from work or it's not going to get done that I, Wednesday. I, I've seen the, the garbage day like like 6 a.m. Yeah, no. The garbage is out in my neighborhood. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to do that To me, that that's rude because here's, here's what I say. There should be a rule. It's an unwritten rule that should be followed by all. <laughs> Your garbage should be put out between, I'd say... 4 p.m. and yeah. 9 p.m. the like night the before, before garbage. That's right. it. No earlier. Unless because you're if, not you, home. if you bring it out at 7 a.m. that morning, people's windows might be open. You might be waking people up, especially if it's a weekend. And if you and do it at midnight the night before because you forgot and you spring it, oh, oh crap, it's garbage night. Again, there might be windows <laughs> open. You're going to hear the scrape and the scratch of the, and the cans are jiggling. And, and the worst is the people that <laughs> dump their littles recycle into the big recycle bin and the glass yes. and everything starts splashing yeah. everywhere. It's midnight. You're waking people up. Well, how about the fact that when you get the wind tunnel of a street, like our streets, yep. the garbage is out all day and it blows over. It blows it over. the street. Come on, yeah. man. That if your garbage day happens to fall on like a Sunday night into Monday morning, Drew, then it's like, you don't put the garbage out at 4 a.m. You don't <laughs> have to, you don't have to do it early on a Sunday. Do it, pretend it's work and do it at 5 p.m. We don't want to see your garbage out all day. It's okay. <laughs> see, listen. I don't want listen, to see that. People listen. They listen thinking they're going to get the commando show here, but they're getting yeah. hard-hitting analysis yeah. on how you how you should really, the garbage rules, I, I'm the glad, other rules. I'm glad the opening scene wasn't what it was because I had a lot on my chest that I needed to get off there, Drew. All, all, all I'm saying is this guy got murdered because he he just yep. had to take the garbage. He couldn't wait till next week. Yeah. If you, you don't know? follow, see, if you follow the rules of garbage, the unwritten rules, you don't get oozied. That's and, just and, the way it is. And how about the fact that the murderer was that guy from that so, thing, Bill Duke, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a very that guy from that thing. But one more thing about the garbage. What if the guy didn't jump out of bed? What was their plan B to kill him? Yeah. 
He was on the, the yeah, that's true. He was on the garbage truck. Was it? Were they gonna just? Were they gonna hop out and just go to the house? Ding I didn't dong, even hello, think garbage about man. That. Unless, <laughs> unless garbage. They knew him so well, yeah, because he was part him. of their unit. They knew that he wasn't gonna be able to deal with the yep. garbage not being taken out. They, you they know? scouted him. There was yep. no plan B. They just knew. <laughs> they knew. Yep. Well, but it, yeah, that guy from that thing, Bill Duke, goes by the name of Cook in the movie. Yep. He kills this guy. Then he shows up at, at one of the other co-workers of John Matrix, a car salesman. It's, it's like real a, sleazeball. Real sleazeball, right? Yeah. And and he has a great one-liner. We talk about one-liners, right? He's about to buy the car and he's like, you know what the best part is? The price. And then he runs him over because it's like because <laughs> it's free. You get it? Like, but but see, if you're gonna steal a car, right? And he kills this guy. I get that the point was murder. Yeah. He wanted to kill this yeah. guy, and yeah. it didn't really matter. Yeah, the point was murder. It wasn't the car. The car <laughs> was an added bonus. <laughs> but he drove it out the front window, and the car didn't even have a scratch on it. And then that became his car for the rest of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, he was yep. cool with that. That was that was a great way to kill somebody, So, I think. was the point of these murders to be as public as possible? Yes. To get the attention? Yes. I guess, right? Because it's kind of ridiculous to, like, drive run over your car salesman in the most public of ways and like not even have a police chase about it. It it was all, it was all about getting matrix out of, of hiding, I think yeah. is really what it was because they knew. And, and this goes into when we get to the villain scale, cause we got to talk about, you know, the intelligence of the villain, yeah. whether it's actually Dan Hedaya or actually Bennett, we don't know. Right. We'll talk about it later, but you're, you're right. I think it was to be as public as possible because then getting into Bennett, right, before diving into him too much, Cook also shows up at the docks, right? And he yep. he kills Bennett on a boat, like he fakes his death, essentially. Yeah, right. He blows this boat up like 10 feet from the dock. And that's what sets this whole thing up to the point that you made, right? And then John Matrix is is at his house chopping wood, greased up, looking super jacked. <laughs> and that gets him out of hiding, essentially, right? I have one thing about the boat before I move on to yeah. that. So I've we watch way too many movies, right? It's like it's a thing. It's like oh, it's a thing. You watch so many movies, you start to like picture yourself on the set of the movie, watching <laughs> them like do the take. I thought it was hilarious the way that uh, Bill Duke held the remote yeah. to like blow up the boat, but it's the kind of thing where it doesn't read that he presses the button if he just right. presses the button. So he has to like hold it. And like make like a like a very pro- pronounced press where the thing actually shifts. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, it may be a minutia thing, but like, like he has to over telegraph it. He has mean. to over telegraph his thing. Like you're a, like if you're an act like a Broadway actor or something, you have to do your move. <laughs> and I, I feel like I feel like yeah. we could have done a better job there. Uh, I feel like you know. I could have we could have done with another take to have it a little more realistic, but that's just I, I know he's in a bunch of stuff, but like I'll never not know him from Predator. Like yeah. that's just who he that's his is thing. to me. Yeah. He is in Predator, and every time I see his face, it's just in the jungle, you know, Predator. And and, and yep. it's cool that he's in because Matrix looks like he's straight out of Predator as well. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um so he he's a retired Delta Force soldier. You mentioned earlier he's sort of hiding out in the woods. Is this our first Good Father movie that yeah, we've done? I mean, it's been a while since we've had any kind of Good Fathering. You you, you had the Bad Father barometer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's he's on the opposite ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. Tell me about him as a father. What do yeah. you? How do you rate this guy? So like so the opening montage, we kind of like show him doing all the the fatherly type things that you would you would love from a father. You know, taking taking the kid out for ice cream, it's like a TV sitcom, yeah. teaching her karate. You know, piggyback rides. 
playing in the pool, splashing around, doing the flips in the pool. And it, it kind of just, deer. yeah, feeding the deer. And I believed it. Like Arnold got me, got me to believe you. that he was a great dad. And like very good acting there. Did you know also, and I thought this was funny. I saw the trivia on IMDb, but according to Alyssa Milano, Arnold Schwarzenegger was very protective of her, protective of her on set. There was a quote that she said, he even helped me with my algebra homework. <laughs> was he method acting or was he just a nice guy? Oh, he's just a nice guy, Drew. I, I don't think there's... Arnold apparently takes his acting very seriously, but oh, I, yeah. I don't think there's any method to his badness at all. Like he was just legitimately yeah. anxious to help her with yeah. her algebra homework. She yeah. cared. How old was she in this? I don't know how old she was. Like 12-ish, something like she, that. It's It just seemed like he gave her a piggyback ride, but like... I, maybe because he's so jacked, he can. Yeah. But like, have you ever seen a dad give like a twelve or thirteen year old a piggyback ride no, like for be, prolonged distances? Because you're, you, she's usually too big, and you're a normal yeah. person. But yeah. he is Arnold, so he's comically give oversized. anybody a piggyback. Give me a piggyback ride, and it and, would and look she, normal. <laughs> you know? She also made him a really sweet card that said like, uh-huh. "I love you, Dad." Yeah, and and she made a sandwich for him too, which I thought yeah. was funny. Like they Where, had a good relationship. I like the chemistry between them, even though she wasn't in it much. Where's the bomb? Did they say? They didn't say, and and I got the impression she died, but you know she they died. Didn't, they didn't say she she's dead because you don't really have too many bad mob. You know, there's no runaway mobs too much too often, right? So right, right. Well, yeah. so so when they when the commander comes to his house. Did you get the impression this was the first time this happened? And like, you know, could you uh-huh. get to his house any other way by other than by helicopter? <laughs> yeah, you could only get there via helicopter. It's like it's actually, it's actually a second vehicle. Arnold, he has a helicopter <laughs> in the back. That's how he gets out he of it. He's a helipad out, out back. <laughs> I mean, but but did you get the impression this was the first time this happened? No, it, didn't it seem seems like, it. like yeah, the, the commander's always coming back to his quote unquote retired best man for uh, for for one more job, right? Right, right. And they, they come and warn him. Yeah. And as they warn him, it's like useless because the bad guys show up like immediately. They let they let they let him right to him. They let him there. Yeah. And they got these like two bodyguards yeah. to, to, to be there. They're like, yeah. Oh, don't worry, you know, this guy and that guy, they're gonna watch yeah. over for you. I'm like, they oh, don't yeah. need it. He doesn't need no. it. He didn't name them. No. He doesn't need them. Yep. But in actuality, it's like they they were in no danger of being killed anyway, because they wanted him alive. That's so. true. That's true. I, I mean, they still the daughter. I feel like I do have to dock Arnold some dad points, though, because when the, when the shit went down and he had to go to his quote unquote shed, which we know what that means, his yeah. weapons facility. Did you notice that the passcode was only two digits? It was. It was like one three. It was right? like it was like one three, and then it was open. <laughs> now you have a twelve year old curious girl who's like very much into what dad does because he's teaching her how to fight and everything like that. I'm sure she knows how to handle a weapon. I'm sure, yeah. they've gone hunting. Curious girl goes to dad's shed. She could easily press one three and then get into all the Uzis and all the bazookas and everything else that he has hidden away in his shed. His his email password is password. It's, yeah. it's, it's, well, what's worse, right? One, two, three, four or one three? Maybe one, two, three, four is worse because that's like yeah. more obvious. Or yeah. zero, zero, four, well, zero. Well, you know, one, one, three will take you two minutes to get. And one, two, yeah. three, four is like the first try. So yeah, yeah but you got a little bit of time. I did, I did notice that. Yeah. And he had like a complete armory in there too. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, it was like John well, Wick. That's why this wasn't the first last time, right? Exactly. Yeah. So he's, they steal his daughter, right? And 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 they essentially kidnap him. Yeah. Now, we're not going to get to talk about the daughter too much, but I have one thing uh, who is played by Alyssa Malone. Did we say that? 
Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think okay. so. Right. Either way, right? I could have used some like the daughter kick somebody's ass scene. Yeah, right? she should have been able to fight because they somebody. showed her fighting in the beginning, like learning the moves. Yeah, I could have seen some ass kicking. They, and she could have done it too. Yeah. She sort of escapes in the end, and yeah. that's sort of about it. Yeah. And but you're right, she should like she hid under the bed. I feel like she could have taken out maybe like one of the like the yeah. low, lower level henchmen and you know, maybe kick him out of the window or something and yeah. then and then get caught. I agree with you. I think that would have added a little bit more, especially since Arnold was teaching her. Right? How are you exactly. going to pay it off? Know pay how to fight? Off. Yeah, I agree with that. So they kidnap him, and it's probably like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie and just the setup. Right? I have a bunch of questions about this for you, and I really I need you to break this down for me. But they take him and basically tell him that he's going to go kill this uh, the president of this country that's a fake country in, in real life, right? But they want to do that. Valverde. And I, I saw something that where they make this up so that they didn't offend anybody, and it's used in multiple movies. Of course. They take him and they tell him they're going to have to kill this president because Dan Hedaya wants to you know, essentially take over. It's like a coup almost, and, yeah. and John Matrix is the guy that's going to do this. So they take him on this forced like plane ride, and he's on this plane, and it's like one muscle. And Sully takes him, and they, they this guy, Sully, which we'll talk about in a second. And he gets on, I forgot the other guy's name, and they, they give him first-class tickets. First off, it's weird to see airport security in 1985, where you just like, you walk in, yeah, and that's it. It, it doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. They like wave to the people <laughs> they're on. Like, sits down with this guy. What did you think of this whole scene? Because... What would have happened here? Like he, he gets sits down next to the guy, and basically the guy's like the muscle, and he's going to yeah. escort him to this country where they're going to commit this murder. So yeah, he waits until so they're sitting down and they have first class, lots of lots of elbow room, lots of leg room. Waits until the stewardess, or I mean back then it was called a stewardess. Now it's called right. a flight attendant. Don't cancel me, please. Um, <laughs> How could you? Turns her head, gives the guy a back elbow and a neck snap, like. Out of the blue, like, blinking, you would have missed it. Guy's dead sitting next to him. <laughs> and he's After like, he gets oh, a pillow I, and a blanket. Oh, can I have a pillow and a blanket? My friend's very tired. Don't disturb him. Pat so over now, the face. So now you have a dead man as a passenger on your plane. <laughs> and then Arnold proceeds to get up uh, pre-takeoff yeah. and find a way off the plane. <laughs> Which is, like, amazing, by the way. Skilled. Yeah. His, his escape from the plane was, like, top five maybe even top two plane escapes of all time exactly up there with passenger 97 passenger 57 but my question to you drew is when the the guy so when arnold's off the plane right and we have this guy that's just a dead body laying in his seat (laughs) on an 11 hour flight (laughs) to valverde right how long until they find that he's dead I mean, I guess it depends on how much turbulence you have. Like, <laughs> he laid him in the corner pretty yeah. good. Like, he, he leaned didn't him. Strap he did lead him with a pillow and the hat and the hat over the head, blanket <laughs> on to, to to I guess to remove the stink. How long does yeah. it take a body to stink? Uh, maybe not eleven hours. Maybe not eleven I mean, it's, hours. It's temperature regulated, yeah. right? I but mean, it's hot, I guess. You got to think one false move and the guy's hunched over, right? <laughs> On a seatbelt. And, and, and then it's a problem where it's like, does this guy sleep weird or is he dead? 
What's going he's on? He's dead here? tired, you yeah. know? He's, and he's then the guy that he came with is no longer on this flight. <laughs> Maybe we might have a murderer on the plane somewhere. We don't know. <laughs> You're like, where is he? Is he yeah, in the where is he? <laughs> <laughs> where is this guy? <laughs> or did, was he propped up so well that he only hunched over all, during the during the the landing? He should have like stuck his arm in the you know, in between the seats, <laughs> like shove his arm in the yeah. seat in the wall. Like, yeah. Did he put this? Did they have seatbelts on a plane back in 1985? I don't even I'm know. Sure that point. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Otherwise, that would have been a, that would have been ridiculous. He would have been rolling down the yeah. aisles, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like weekend yeah. at Bernie's situation yeah. for real. <laughs> Total weekend at Bernie. <laughs> That's what Arnold yeah. should have done. He should have yeah. taken the body with him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See my friend oh, here. Oh, my friend, he's drunk too many, too many drinks. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Yeah. No, yeah. but the best part of this whole thing to me, just is like the best part, one of the other best parts of this movie, not to gush about it, but at the very end of the flight when they're getting off, like there's a bunch of people on the flight, right? Yeah. They're just getting off. People are going on vacation about yeah, Verde. They're happy. Like, but I mean, do you go to vacation where they're going to create a, like there's a military coup happening? Maybe not. Yeah. But anyway, they're they're like happily getting off, and there's a picture. I'm going to have to put this on on Instagram or, or Twitter, whatever, at the Last Row Pod. But they're just wheeling the gurney off <laughs> like with a dead body. He's like one of the passengers, like with the sheet over it. Like you know, you know when they say, "Okay, this these five rows can get out." Yeah, these, <laughs> they take that they, very literally, Drew. Yeah, they're like you gotta oh, go, this, dead or alive. This, this guy can't get up. Like, somebody get this guy's ass on a gurney. Put a sheet over him. Like they're wheeling his his dead yeah. ass out of here. Do you think and, there were, were there people behind him? Yeah. <laughs> or, was, or did they at least wait until the end? I you know, they should have waited an extra ten minutes. Yeah, that's the kind of thing where they would try to hide that. They'd be like, yeah. "Oh, don't worry, he fell asleep. We can't wake him up." You know, they'd be trying to hide it. They'd yeah. leave the plane on the tarmac and then they'd get out like the ambulance. Yeah. Right? Then a, it's probably something legal. And yeah. it's like these people are getting off. They're laughing. They're pointing. There's even a, the picture I took is like somebody pointing. They're so happily yeah. going on their vacation yeah. and there's a dead body three right feet behind, behind them, them is a, is no, a dead not body even phased it's like not even yeah. phased let the dead body on the plane like at least five minutes after the last passenger uh, departs but what, what about you you mentioned his escape like what did he have to do because he had multiple layers of getting out of this plane he knew like, exactly where to go he knew exactly where to go he made his way i don't know through the, through the what is it called the galley it's like is the cargo the, hold the, is it the or something galley? right I forget yeah, what it's yeah, called. Yeah. There's like an elevator or something, yeah. right? Yep. And then he he made his way to the wheel well. And then he was like sitting on the wheel well, uh, waiting for the right time. And I the, the whole time gear? I'm watching this movie, and I've seen this movie before. I'm like yelling at the screen, dude, just jump. They're gonna take off soon. It's gonna be too late. And then they start taking <laughs> off. I'm like, dude, you're screwed. Jump. You thought it was like a mission impossible situation yeah. with like Tom Cruise hanging out the side. Yep, exactly. But no, he knew exactly. He landed in a marsh and a very, it was almost like a pillow. He landed on a pillow almost. The way his body fell out of there, it was a total fake body too. Like <laughs> it just, it was the, the ragdoll situation, yeah. but it was a genius move, right? He knew exactly what he yep. was going to do. The other question I have for you about this is he left and I think he left. I think the reason why he jumped off the plane was because he didn't, he thought his daughter was kidnapped at home probably, I guess. But wouldn't it have been easier if he just went on the plane? Like he just stayed on? He already killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. He he wound up at the end of the movie in the exact same yeah. place that he would have flown to on a first class flight. Yeah. 
But instead, he had to risk his life flying. Yeah, it would have been a lot less death defying to just stay on the plane and just beat everyone's ass that that was beating him off the plane. Because think about the body count of what he had to do to get there. He could have died how many times just trying to get back to Valverde. He was already on a flight. He was going to get there regardless. But then he wouldn't have had the weaponry, Drew. I mean, I guess, but if they wanted him to kill the president of this country, you would have think that Dan Hedaya would have at least armed him with something, right? Yeah, what armed him with what? Like a little pea shooter, a little six shooter? Maybe a sniper rifle if he's lucky. I mean, if he had a nine, like nobody's dying. Yeah, like nobody's it's, get like the president it, would get a flesh wound. It's get it's it's yeah. it's not gonna do anything. Yeah, nothing. But yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny because he wound up in the same place that he was trying <laughs> to go. I'm just picturing like if it's for the U.S. president, and it was like I was just picturing you know George Bush stuck the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like if, and like I'm not condoning this. This would be awful. But like say like a guy like popped up out of a seat and, yeah. sh- and shot George Bush with a nine. Like, yeah. I feel like he wouldn't even like interrupt his speech. Shrug it off. Yeah, he'd be yeah. like, oh, what's what is Whatever. this? Bu- this bug just bit me. I anyway, like the- about the budget. Issue. <laughs> <The> <laughs> anyway, about the budget. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I think he just he wound up in the same spot that he that he that he was trying to go to anyway. So I don't know. You got Cook kind of lurking throughout, so he winds yeah. up, you know, going out here. The other guy that we got to talk about is Sully. Sully, this, the dude that dropped him off on the plane, dude. Sully, eighties fashionista Sully <laughs> with his ridiculous suits, yuppie what? suit. What do you think of this guy? Because he looked like Breckin Meyer's uncle yeah. to me. It looked like the suit was made by MTV. If you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> He's a VJ. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this guy? Piano tie. <laughs> yeah, the piano. Was he menacing? Like, what was this guy's deal? Like, he seemed more you know, like maybe like a, the brain or something. Well, you know, like he was pretty damn small, right? Like for a bad guy. He was probably like three yeah. foot eleven. Yeah, he was like odd job. He's an odd job type for sure. But like in a way, isn't that kind of like a thing? Does, I guess there could be something mysterious and also dangerous about the small guy. It's like Joey the Rat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it ended up not being the case, and he was not dangerous. He was only a danger to the flight attendant, and that's it. But, like, there is, like, you could take the small guy for being maybe, I don't know, he's got secrets, maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe he knows something. You know what happens when you're that small? A guy picks you up by your leg and dangles you off a cliff and drops you (laughs) off. That's what happens when you're that small. A guy lifts you up while you're in a phone booth and chucks it. (laughs) 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 He he literally picked the phone booth up. Yeah. Like, the phone booth is heavy enough, but if the guy in the phone booth is, say, I don't know, 180 like, pounds, you're yeah. probably not going to be able to get both. But since this guy is, like, 105, <laughs> then, He's like 85 pounds. Then, then you can lift the phone booth up. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't really get what this guy, what his association with them was. I guess he was just part of maybe... I, was he part of Bennett's crew? Was he part of Hedaya's crew? Or is he I just? I feel like a he's mercenary? part of Bennett's crew because I don't think Hedaya has any knowledge of these people. They're he just must hired. be. I don't know. He must just be like a brains type of guy because yeah. he's certainly not a tough guy. He didn't do much. I mean, he was trying to, and, you know, basically assault the the flight attendant, yeah. the lady who was who was on on the plane, and winds up kind of going throughout the movie for the rest of the situation with Arnold. But I don't really get what he was doing. Like Arnold basically stalked the dude, yeah. tried to get him. I think and he, he was just so like he was watching as the plane took off to make sure Arnold got on the plane, which he did. So maybe he's just kind of like I don't know the I don't know like the middle manager, just to like make sure everything runs smoothly. Like, yeah, like he closes the store so to speak, but he doesn't yeah. have a whole lot of power. He was closing the store so to speak. Yeah, that's true. He he had the keys. He he, yeah. he locked up at the end of the night. He took yeah. the money to the to the bank. Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all that's that's all he's known for. I mean, so he he winds up at the mall 
and you know Arnold is there too, and there's this whole situation where he runs into the 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 flight attendant, and he's trying to use the flight attendant because Sully was hitting on her. Yeah, to try to help save his daughter. So before we get into all that, real quick. How, how do you feel about the flight attendant and how she did? Like maybe as an actress and as a character, because I thought she was fine. So, I thought she was fine. Yeah. So long story short, the flight attendant gets hit on by Sully at the airport. She denies him multiple times. He follows her back to her car. She denies him again. He calls her an effing whore. Yeah. Uh, and then Arnold pops his head up and basically, for for some unknown reason, rips her passenger car seat <laughs> out and then gets in. It's because he didn't says, fit. It says, hey, follow that guy. I need you to help me. So first questions first. Why did he rip the seat out, Drew? I, I think it's because that car was so... T- it's like a Mazda Miata. You think <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's fitting into that? He didn't even try. Did he Did he know he wasn't going to fit? Knew. I thought he's, he was. I thought he was ripping it out so he could lay down. No, you think that's like, the first car seat he ripped out? No. <laughs> that's every time he goes into a Miata, he's got to rip yeah. it out. Like, that's it. I don't know. I feel like this never been answered to this day why he ripped that car seat out. <laughs> I think it's because uh, he didn't fit. Yeah. But anyway, Arnold gets this girl involved in like following him to try to help him uh, get some clues to find out where his daughter is. And then they wind up at the mall where the guy, where Sully ends up going to make another, because he's, he's, he's a business he's a, deal, right? He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a working man. He's off to another drug dealer or whatever he's doing. How's he going to afford those suits if he's not yeah, making money? Exactly, man. You said the plan, right? What Earlier, what do you think of his plan to lure Sully out of the out of the, the bar that he was in? He sends in the, the flight attendant, right? And yeah. and that's that's what it is. What did you think of the plan? So it it was kind of quick, but it would have worked. Right? It had to have worked. Because I mean, the I guy guess. showed previous interest. If she walks in there and goes, you know what I was thinking about, it couldn't get you out of my mind. That suit. <laughs> I love short men. That piano key, piano key necktie. Why why don't you and I get out of here? Yeah. She could have let him rate to the parking lot. That's and that true. Arnold could have whooped his ass. But did she not trust Arnold at that point? She, I mean, I guess she, did she it. didn't. She ratted him out. But what 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 motivation would Arnold have to lie at that point? Because clearly Sully was a scumbag. Unless she thought he was working with Sully to maybe get her assaulted by Sully. Like yeah. I, I don't really get it. But he was like awkwardly hiding behind that pole. <laughs> like it wasn't. I mean, he, he was peeking too much, man. He was peeking. Yeah, what what did you think of that? Like, so yeah. he he was hiding across the way, the mall, right? It was far yeah. away. He didn't have binoculars yeah. or anything. Yeah. He looked creepy. He definitely looked creepy. So she goes to the cop. Hey, this guy's making me do this. And I feel like he's going to, you know, he's, he's, he's crazy. Go look at that guy. And of course the cop looks out and then Arnold's doing the peak thing. Definitely looks like a creep. <laughs> he wasn't even definitely, trying to hide. Definitely looks like the kind of guy that should uh, get arrested, right? Like he, the way he was standing, you said this before we, we t- tell everybody what you said to me, how he, looked, he was posing. He looked like he was hiding like a fat guy would hide behind a telephone pole. Yeah. Like he didn't fit at all. He didn't fit at <laughs> all. It's like when Tom Arnold, remember when in, yeah. in True Lies, he was getting shot at and he, he was like trying to hide yeah. behind it. And he was he hiding was, behind like, like the street lamp or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was a miracle. He didn't get yep. shot. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and then the, then the shootout happens in the mall and it was like. You know, they had mall cops, right? So she tells the, the mall cop, hey, there's this creepy guy that, that's after me. He's, 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 he's kidnapped me or whatever. He's yeah. making me do this. The mall cop looked like a villain himself to me. Oh, yeah. He looked like it was another villain in disguise. Yeah. But they, these, I mean, there was a lot of collateral damage in this scene. Yeah. Sully so, had no aim. So it turned into a mall brawl. And then Sully ends up seeing Matrix. Oh, my God. He didn't get on the plane, blah, blah, blah. So he runs to the phone booth to try to tell everyone <laughs> that didn't work, as we said. <laughs> the and then this booth. turns into Sully just like 
I don't know, shooting kind of at Matrix, but accidentally hitting mall cops instead. <laughs> Did, was there any civilians that died in this? I didn't notice. I don't think so. Surprisingly, right? Yeah, surprisingly, right? It, I don't I, know. I, but like, my favorite thing about that scene was when he uh, escaped Matrix in the mall. He takes the elevator down to the first floor that has like a big wide open glass like thing. So it's like if you're running away from someone, like taking the elevator is the worst thing you can do <laughs> unless you're on like a 30 story ho- hotel. It's <laughs> just slowly like, going the down. The thing is going so slow. Yeah, he's and, better like, off jumping off. Yeah. And Arnold just watches him and then he goes, you know what? I have time to fight a bunch of these cops still because they still think he's a creep. <laughs> and, and then uh, Tarzan my way onto that elevator to go get him. I mean, you would, would you think he was a creep? Because he didn't really do anything. He was just standing there. Like that yeah. lady could have been lying for all they knew. Yeah, but it drew attention. And that's the one thing he didn't need was attention being drawn. It's true. But he wasn't dressed weird. Yeah. He looked like a normal guy. Yeah. Like he had regular like, clothes. He had a sweater on. But I will say this about the character of, of the woman. I think her name was Cindy in the movie. Like, she's a big part of the movie, and I feel like she, for, like, a lesser-known actress, like, she did a good job, and I felt like the character was written well. Yes. As, like, she was a little overwhelmed, had no idea what the heck was going on, and, like, didn't go along with the good guy right away, even though we knew he was a good guy. She had no idea who to yeah. trust. She like, did a good job. For all she knew, this guy was more crazy than the <laughs> creep that tried to pick her up. That is right? true. That that she's going to go after, right? So that is true. And and she did a good job. Like yeah. I don't think they gave her enough to work with, to be honest. Like I think no. she could have been a so, bigger part. So uh, I mean, there is there is a little story about how there was like a hidden love story, yeah, mixed in that was cut from the movie, and maybe there were scenes here or there, kind of like to to cut that out. So maybe her role was diminished a little bit and probably for the better, because I felt like they had no sexual chemistry. Yeah. I mean, they had no chemistry and and it was better because, you know, these movies don't need a love scene. Like, I know we joke about it, yeah. but this movie didn't need it. It didn't. It was about the father yeah. and the daughter. This not particular like a, one where the guy's sole interest is getting his daughter back. You yeah. don't need to stop and make love. Because, her, you know, <laughs> there's no reason. Like, yeah. he didn't even know this lady. Yeah. Like, there was no right. reason. And right. it was what the movie and this is the other thing, right? So throughout the movie, I think he had it's an 11 hour flight. So he sets his watch to 11 hours because he knows that that's when the plane is going to arrive. And that's when they're going to all going to know that he's not there. So he keeps looking at his watch throughout the movie. Yeah. And if if for some reason, you know, maybe there was just like a week. It's a week long thing where he falls in love with her. That's different. Sure. Yeah. But this is like 11 hours. Got I, one I day. Liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was realistically yeah. not a love scene. And I, I liked that. And, but, and anyways, I don't I don't need to see Arnold kissing yeah. kissing anybody. What do you man think or, about him? So you don't you, you said this. You've gone on record before to <laughs> yeah. say that you don't think you don't want to watch Arnold. I don't want to watch Arnold make out with anybody. It's just it's it's no. <laughs> to me, he he should be asexual on the screen. I don't, I don't need love scenes with Arnold and, <laughs> and Stallone for that matter. Right? Yeah, they're, they're like, too British. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't need it. It's weird, <laughs> especially Arnold. It's just weird. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I I could see it. I could see it. Stick to killing people. You know what, Van Dam? You want a love scene? Go for it. Would you? Seagal? Go for it. I don't know. Seagal's creep to me because he's a creep in real life. That makes it worse. Yeah, but it's believable that he's <laughs> that he's like a ladies' man. He's uh, that he's lady obsessed <laughs> with that ponytail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, to me, Arnold has of no interest to any man or woman. That he just is there to to kick some weights? ass on the screen. Yeah, he's just lifting weights, man. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's if he's all kissing, he's doing. if he's kissing uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, True Lies, that's that's gross to me. 
I don't yeah. need to see that. I, yeah, they they're just a weird couple to me, yeah. just in general. But yeah. so anyway, I mean, you heard you heard the death of of Sully in the beginning. What'd you think of that? What the way that he often? <laughs> I mean, it's psychotic, right? You yeah. Gotta love it. The one liner for it was great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think I would like to be dangled off of a cliff. That's one of my probably on the low end of ways I would choose to die. Do you think he died instantly, uh, or do you think he snapped his neck and then he laid there like in Austin Powers, where it's like you know Will Ferrell's yeah. like down there, like I, I didn't die. A lot of food. <laughs> like, how did he die? You think he died on impact? Do you think yeah, he died? Gotta be out? impact. That was pretty. That was a pretty big fall. Like sure. If you're that small, like if yeah. you fall, do you do you die instantly? Like I don't, I don't. I think the smaller you are, the more likely you are to die instantly. It's you know, I mean, so so he steals the guy's car then, and it leads him to the next. And we're gonna go plot by plot here a little bit, just so we can kind of talk about some of the points. But yeah. he steals the car, and it leads him to Cook, which is he's hiding out at some motel, right? Yeah. Right. And he's looking for Cook. I don't think he knows that it's Cook at that point. He just knows it's it's somebody. He's looking for a clue. Him. He's just looking for a clue. Yeah, he's looking. To, he's trying to find yeah. it. And he winds up in 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 this basically a motel shootout. Yeah. So that's a no tell motel drew. For, yeah, that that to me is like the place that you rent by the hour. Yeah. And it's got like you know oh, yeah. the adult bookstore yeah. next door is is kind of what that place looked it's like. The Sunrise Hotel. And and in fact, I mean, he sort of made that happen. He made Cindy. Pretend to be a prostitute, right? Yeah. And then Cook comes back and he's like, you know, where's where's Sully? They're hiding out at this place. Yeah. For as tough as this guy was, do you think he put up a good fight? Yeah, well, I mean, you got to remember who you're fighting. And this guy is a little overweight, you yeah. know? He didn't look a little fit. A little bit older than Arnold. I think he did all right. I mean, the fight lasted a minute. Yeah. I could mean, there's a lot over, of shots. Could have been over in an instant. Also a bad shot again. These guys they shoot too fast. If you're just a little, feel patient, feel patient. <laughs> do you ever do you ever think like next time you're in a motel, like you're just sitting there? You ever think like you're just gonna get shot up by like John Matrix fighting a guy? Like <laughs> yeah. you know it could happen. So the couple that get that gets their door kicked in, it's like that could uh, it's a thing that could happen. Yeah. Now let yeah. me let me say two things about that scene. One. It's rated R, so you got to show some. They they had to show if it's, nudity. If it's an eighties action movie, you must show boobs. That's the it. Wasn't it as much as I thought it was going to be. It was a very quick one. The, the, the quick cut flash. was very quick. Yeah, very quick. I wonder if that was an MPAA thing. Yeah. And then the second thing that I have to to ask you about this is yeah. when the sheet came off. Oh, I know. Without getting too much into this, yeah. The lady was behind the guy. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. What was going on there? That's I mean. All. One could argue, and the guy would argue that he was on top and he swung around, swung up real quick and yeah. swung around. But that's a lie. Obviously, we'll never know. We'll never know what was going on. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> it was too quick of a cut. Yeah. But all yeah. I, it stood out to me right away. I was like, "What's going on there? Yeah. What's going on there?" It was interesting. So he kills Cook by by impaling him on a chair leg, yeah. right? And then and then he takes his car, the one that he stole, I guess. In the, and, beginning. And the classic move of he murders a guy in the most gruesome way possible. And then tries to get information out of him, like he's like he's not dead. And then he, he gets mad that first. the guy's dead. Yeah, he yeah. kills first, asks questions later, and ends up costing you. Yeah, it didn't. It, I mean, do you think that he ruined that? Do you think he messed it up? I mean, it didn't matter in the end. But I don't think he done meant it to impale him. Like I think it just happened. <laughs> Is it? Would you rather die by getting impaled on a chair leg or being dangled over a cliff like Sully? Uh, I think I'll take the cliff. Cliff, because the impaling, I bet you're alive a little bit longer. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you don't die and you get impaled by a chair leg, then you just got a chair leg in your chest. Yeah. It's like, somebody get this out, please. And that's <laughs> somebody get a sponge. Somebody get, I mean, somebody get a sponge. You get, you get a chair leg hanging out yeah. of you. Yeah. So long story short, he finds out what needs, what's going on here. And he's got to load up. Got to load up. Drew. So where does he go? He goes to MacArthur Road to the Army and Navy store. <laughs> yeah. They're closed. So he improvises. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now, now, I have a lot of questions about this yeah. thing, right? He So first off, he goes into the store by bulldozing the window. <laughs> Discreet much? Yep. He turns it on. So that leads me to believe that the keys were left in the bulldozer. Yes. Now, is that a real thing? I feel Does like that it, happen? I feel like it might be because, like, who's going to steal a bulldozer? Like, I dare you to steal this yeah, thing. Go like, ahead, yeah, try. go ahead. I dare you to turn this on and try to drive it. Try to drive it. Tell yourself, yeah. <laughs> Could you could you drive like a bulldozer? Kind of I don't think I'd figure it out. I don't think I would. <laughs> you ever see the inside of those? Just like a fifty thousand levers. Yeah. It's like worse than a than a yeah. space shuttle. Right. It's like you know, like yeah. the space shuttle, all the buttons and stuff. Yeah, but like, I feel like it's a little more complicated than just a pedal to brake, right? So, <laughs> I mean, he breaks into this place and he starts taking stuff. And I, I made a list of of the stuff that he stole. Yeah. So I don't know if it's everything, but he had army clothes, knives. Flippers. I don't know why he had flippers, right? The shotguns, rifles, a walkie-talkie, and claymores, a rocket launcher, tons of ammunition. (laughs) The question I have for you, man, was that back room... Is that like the video, the back room of like a blockbuster or the, the non-blockbuster where it's like, oh, go back there, that good, the good stuff's in yeah. there? Yeah. Or was it no. like just an illegal room? Are they running an illegal that, that's, ring? That is, that? yeah, it is called the room of the good stuff, but it is illegal. So you have to like have a code to like but get like, in there. Because they, they, it's like, oh, it's a surplus army store, yeah. but there's a rocket launcher. Yeah. Like, you can't no. buy that. That's not street legal, Drew. You walk into the counter and you go, uh, hey, uh, Fidelio. Yeah, and like that's like the code. code to get into the room to buy quote unquote the good stuff. Do you think he got enough? It's not just snakes and sparklers. Do you think he got enough? Oh, I think he got enough. When, when you're on the rocket launcher, I think he got enough. <laughs> you could argue that like he didn't need the rocket launcher, but like he ended up needing the rocket launcher, or yeah, else he'd be he, I mean, still he, still be in a prison right now. He used it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Did you speaking of prison? Did you see the arrest coming? <laughs> no, I didn't. I forgot. So I forgot that he got arrested. I was mad that he bulldozed into this thing and like the cops were on all the way. There was no alarm going off. And then I was actually happy and relieved that when he was starting to walk out that he was greeted by about a dozen cops. And they, they took him in, away in, in the, was it the paddy wagon? The paddy wagon. <laughs> the, the armored car? <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of these cops? They looked pretty incompetent to me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the two most incompetent guys are, are arresting this maniac. He's behind there in the paddy wagon. And, uh, you know, luckily Cindy is on the case and she, uh, I don't know, she kind of like lowers their, uh, what do you say? How would you say it? Lowers their, uh, their awareness or their something. awareness. She distracts them. Distracts them, right? By just being a person in a car. Yeah. Just by being a person <laughs> in a car. <laughs> the guy looks over and he's like, oh, look, a hooker. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's, she's wearing like a business casual yeah, suit. She, she's a woman in biz cash. And like, she ooh, had a like, a, like a jacket yeah. on. That's like, who is it? Beavis and Butthead? Like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nice. I'm like, what the hell is yeah. this guy looking at? She's wearing yeah. like business no. casual. No, you know what he did? He, he, he goes over to her and he goes, he shouts over, they're at a red light. Not bad. Now, if <laughs> you're work. a woman, 
There's nothing that turns you on, on more than being told that you look, quote, not bad, right? <laughs> Could you be a little bit more charming, please, man? The guy had like, no come shot. On. Come on, man. Not no bad. Shot. A hooker. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. She's It's a lady in a car at a red light. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate to see what other policing these guys do. You know, it's like you're at a bar and you're like trying to pick up a girl and you're like, you know, I saw you from across the way. And like, I don't normally do this, but I had to come over and tell you that you look absolutely not bad today. <laughs> and then she's, and then, you know, five years later, you know, she's your wife. You go, you go home. And she yep. still doesn't look bad. You know, yeah, that's not it. Bad. Not bad. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happens in between now, but I, I want to get to the raid because we're going to talk about the Island because we got the villain scale and a bunch of other stuff, but they wind up taking this plane. It's like a seaplane. She's not a trained pilot yet. She's training to be yep. a pilot. They doubt her skills, but she successfully gets him over there. Oh yeah, he's, this is, this might be right, but we made it. Yeah, he, he's he's naked in a rowboat with, <laughs> with the tightest, the tiniest of briefs. Somehow he's wearing these so, little briefs. So I got to tell you this. So you talk about like pointing out stuntmen, yeah, that not hiding them well, especially in eighties movies. Mm-hmm. When he was about to uh, to get on shore from from the rowboat. Yes. The wide shot shows the guy coming in and it's totally not him. So we know that he's wearing these black briefs, right? <laughs> when the guy gets out of the rowboat and it's the stuntman, he's wearing like these plastic pants. <laughs> They're like see-through plastic pants. And you can tell that A, he's not wearing a brief and B, he's wearing what like looks like a spacesuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I would love to know what was going on there. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Did you see that, or do you? Or I did. did. I did noticed it. it. There yeah, was. Okay. Mo- I know that the the story goes that he did most of his stunts, but I did notice that yeah. because it didn't look like him. It was blatantly not yeah. him. Yeah. It's you know. It's like when they have the videos of of the guys riding motorcycles and stuff, and it's clearly a guy with a wig. Yeah. It's, right. It's, it was not him, and I and, I noticed the pants too. And he's right when he says that like he he likes to do a lot of his own stunts because like how do you duplicate me? I'm like a yeah. big guy. What like how do you do that? So I get it, but uh, you can do a little better than that. At Dude, least. I love Arnold, man. Yeah. I love him, and he, he even said too. There's another quote where like people are coming to see me. Like, yeah. not some random guy. Like, yeah. you know what? That's awesome. I yeah. like that sure. about it, and that's why he's one of the best. Yeah. And he, he's in the pantheon of the Blood Bank, you know? He's one of the, oh, yeah. the trio. He's on the, the Mount Rushmore oh, yeah. Blood Bank. The Mount Rushmore Blood Banks. But the thing that I noticed about the raid, just in general, right? I was surprised that they did it during the day. Because it's the type of thing that they would do in a night scene where, you know, he'd be stalking these guys. Oh, yeah. He shows up in broad daylight, yeah. and he's using, not even hiding, man. Yeah, he used a little stealth. Not really. No stealth. I think maybe maybe it was uh, the choice of the director because he believed so heavily in his uh, special effects guys. Like the vision. Yeah, the vision that he wanted to show off the special effects, and maybe you do a night scene if you're like on more of a stricter budget or something like that. I don't know. It's just a guess. I thought you know maybe maybe it could have looked cooler if he showed up at dawn. Like yeah. he shows up at it's like noon. The guys are like. They just got out of the lunch and they're yeah. they're just oh, yeah. like patrolling the place <laughs> and, and they're in this villa. Yeah. This whole scene is iconic. He's all painted up, he's greased up, he's <laughs> got the rocket launcher, he's got all the weapons. He kills ninety-four people yeah. here. Oh yeah. In this and, scene alone. And to think that it would have been less, like it would have like talk about not being memorable, you know, it, it, the ninety-four should have been the minimum. 
This <laughs> this movie could have been completely different if they went with the Israeli denouncing the yeah. the former Israeli defense force dis- denouncing yeah. violence and and it's like more of a stalking movie. It's just a better movie the way this oh, was, yeah. and it's the quintessential eighties action movie. As you said, walk me through some of the deaths here because there's there's a lot. Well, when he was, people were stabbed, they were shot, they were hung, they were executed, drawn and quartered, Drew. They were all pitchfork. over the place. <laughs> he goes into a shed, he grabs yeah. a pitchfork, he's throwing saw blades at yeah. guys. He uh, he he scalped a dude with a saw yeah, he blade. he did. <laughs> <laughs> he used grenades. I mean, yeah. what did you think about the, the part where he chopped the guy's arm off with a machete? So the, the, the story goes that he wanted to like chop the arm off and use it to beat him with it. But the director shot him down because, like, he was afraid of the excessive violence Too getting much. flagged. Yeah. He didn't want all the heat because he knew that the body count was so high. He didn't want excess heat on him. I guess that's why we have to yeah. assume, as as the All Out of Bubblegum place says, that they're sort of assuming the death because he cuts the guy's arm off. And it, it, yeah. you're assuming that he bleeds out because he wouldn't, he wouldn't have had gone. the proper medical attention. There's no tourniquet. You know, no. he's not going to he's not going to no. cauterize that wound. Yeah. But. This takes us to the point where, you know, I don't want to skip over this because obviously that's an awesome scene, but it's just a lot of violence. So go watch it on YouTube. I want to talk about who is the actual villain of this movie. Yeah, that's a real mystery. Do you think it's Bennett or do you think it's Arius or Arius, which is Dan Hedaya? Well, the real the real villain is uh, is Hedaya for doing that uh, very obscene uh, Hispanic accent. He did. He was trying to talk like. like, Al Pacino and Scarface. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how problematic is that accent? Drew? It's, pretty mean, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I had to look it up and see if Hedaya was like uh, has any uh, Hispanic descent, or if even like I wasn't even sure he was supposed to be Spanish. Like I thought maybe he was be playing Middle Eastern. Like I had to check. <laughs> Hedaya could be a Middle Eastern name. Nope, he was born in Brooklyn. <laughs> so just- either way, he was screwed. I just know him as the rookie of the year, the yeah. like the, the the evil owner, yeah. whatever guy. That's I mean that's how I know Dan Hedaya, and, yeah. and he's no. another that guy from that he's thing. The, he's the slimy slimy lawyer from Adam's family. That's how I know. Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. It's and, and and clueless too. You said as well, yeah. but I would argue that Bennett is the villain of this. Obviously, Hedaya's yeah. character is the reason why the movie exists because he wants to take over. But I think. Yeah. I, and but if that, you put Bennett through the scale, it'll tell yeah. us. It's funny because like the climax pays off that story because like what where else would there be a compound, right? To kill all those bodies. But really like the plot to like have Arnold assassinate the president of Valverde, it it is of no concern for the entirety of the movie, right? Right. It's just him the minute he escapes from that plane, that plot's out the window, and you don't even think about it again until he shows up on the compound with 20 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. So Hedaya is kind of, like, just in the background. But you could also argue that Bennett is, too, because Bennett doesn't really have anything to do and isn't fleshed out as a character with ulterior motives for wanting revenge on uh, Matrix until the last, like, half hour yeah. of the movie. I mean, they just said that he kicked him out of his... Out of his- yeah group for being too violent that's really what they said and he was mad and he had sort of like a grudge on him that's yeah. about it so so it's really a chicken or the egg thing so we'll i guess we'll judge this on i'll ask you this question and I, i'm gonna have you make the determination put you on the spot here all right so we're gonna use the plan uh mode in the villain scale to decide who the actual main villain of this movie is so Hedaya's plan 
is to assassinate the president of Valverde, basically form a coup to, to gain mm-hmm. power. But Bennett's plan is to use Hedaya's plan yes. to draw Matrix out into the open so we can find him and get his revenge on him. Yes. And he volunteers to Hedaya, hey, I know this I, guy, Matrix. He's guy. A, he'll, he'll be really good for the job of, of assassinating the president for you. We can kidnap his daughter, this whole thing. This will be good. So, like, what plan is the plan? Who's plan That's, is first? Well, it doesn't matter what's first. It's It matters what's the real plan. And yeah. the real plan... The real plan. The real plan is Bennett's plan, yeah. and he's the master manipulator because yeah. he he's, he played Dan Hedaya. I mean, he uh, did. I mean, like, I mean, you're, they, they, some would say they, he played him like a fiddle. He did. He played. He played him like a damn fiddle. Played him like a damn fiddle. <laughs> some people might say. I, I think I agree. I, I think I agree with you fully, and I think Bennett is the main villain, and Hedaya is a very prominent henchman. Yes. Exactly. So yes. so Bennett topsy turvied Arias to become his henchman, even yeah. though he really wasn't. He leveraged yep. him like a henchman. And yeah. I'm giving him a bonus point for whatever we talk about here for the ruthlessness and the yes. intelligence of that plan. Yeah. So and he disguised himself as the muscle and the henchman. Yes. Like the the, the sub boss. He disguised himself as a sub boss and he became yep. the final boss. Very similar to a former movie we did under Siege Two. Yes. Where the, the geek uh, computer guy was yes. was led, led you to believe he was the main villain, but it was actually his silent muscle to the side. Yes. Was the main I guy. I agree. And, yeah. and that guy, you know, the geek guy had maybe more intelligence yeah. than, than some of these guys. Like, Hedaya just was power hungry, I think, is all it was. And yeah. he was just, but I think Bennett played him. But let's yeah. take him through the scale. Let's do right. it because I think I think we got to take Bennett through. Maybe we could talk about Hedaya as because, a henchman here. I mean, look is a big thing here. Exactly. With Bennett, I got a lot right? to say about this. I got so a lot to say. What about is he this. wearing? What is he actually wearing on his body in this movie? So, it's like cotton chainmail. <laughs> it's got it, it, before before we get into that. Let me for if you're new to the show, if you if you're just need a recap, the villain scale is is four categories: look, style, hideout, layer, plan, and henchman, and it's one to five scale. The first one is the look and style, and honestly, he looked like he was wearing like it, it was like a cotton version of like a knight's shirt, like a chainmail. <laughs> He's thing wearing chainmail armor, <laughs> but it was cotton, right? It which, wasn't real chainmail. Which, by the way, paid off at the end when he had a knife fight with a guy. Yes. So Except I mean, the pipe went through. Great his chest. to be wearing chainmail when you're gonna have a knife fight. <laughs> but was it real chainmail? It I looked like, like it, a, it looked like cotton. I mean, I don't think he bought it from Hot Topic, Drew. It looked like the kind of shirt that you wear <laughs> that that you see at like a like like a, a one of those like the Blue Oyster, you know, in, yeah. or like a fashion shirt where there's like a muscle dudes wearing that shirt with nothing underneath. But why he was would he so be that? big. Why? <laughs> this guy That's had why? a shirt underneath it. Yeah. I also saw another fact, and I don't know if this is true or not. But somebody else was supposed to be cast as the other villain, but they didn't have enough time to do the to redo all the costumes, and that's yeah. why this thing looked tiny yep. on this guy. Talk about bad luck. Yeah, man. What do you give this guy for for looking so? He didn't have a ponytail, but he had a sweet mustache. Yeah. So I saw uh, a one writer who reviewed this movie called him like a tough Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and also, um, I don't know. Like there was some, especially with the last fight. There seemed to be some homoerotic undertones yes. in the last fight, so they so they coined him a tough Freddie Mercury, and I would like to call him a uh, Freddie Mercenary. Freddie, so <laughs> he had very very big rock star vibes, like yes, on, on his body. I like this guy. Yeah, 
like love the mustache, you know. The the short hair was kind of a surprise. But he could have used a ponytail. Could have used a ponytail, but I feel like I'm gonna give him would I be out of line to give him a four? No, I was thinking because four of as well. The mustache plus the chainmail yeah. shirt. <laughs> he had gloves too, didn't yeah. he? He had like yeah. the like the gloves. biker gloves. Yep. Oh yeah. I like this guy. I thought he was great and I yep. like the mustache too. It was a nice touch. We don't get a lot of like final or even sub bosses with mustaches in a lot of the uh, movies that we have you know i i guess maybe you i always want a ponytail obviously we just want that because it's yeah. the best kind of villain but i feel that the mustache is criminally underused yeah. for a villain yeah you can't that get kind the ponytail of mustache every time. not everybody can have a ponytail yeah it, and it, just... this guy could have pulled it off i yeah. think but i i definitely go for yeah what about and this is where it gets a little tricky his hideout and his lair. Okay. Like, was it the boat that got blown up? This, was that, this, his, was so that his hideout? The problem with this movie and the villain scale is that if we chose Bennett or Arius slash Dantadea, either way, somebody was losing points somewhere, right? Yeah. So the fact that Bennett is determined to be the main villain of this movie, he's going to lose points on the hideout because he does not get the palatial estate. But what if he what if he stole it from Bennett at the end? You no. think he was going to take it from or fr- no, from? No, he was uh, not going to be the president of Valverde. <laughs> but that wasn't the president's estate. <laughs> yeah. That was like this his guy hideout. actually loves America. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's a former American soldier. <laughs> he's a, he's I, actually, I don't know. He's actually Australian, but yeah, do we have um, to give him like a one? I guess yeah, because he doesn't really have one. His lair is was that boat that it's got blown be up. The boat. He's like <laughs> hook, the hook yeah. guy from yeah. uh, a Slicker yeah. Man. Yeah, that boat that got blown up was his lair. So yeah, I think he gets a one. He's got he's got a one on that yeah. Uh, because yeah, you're right. The boat has got to be it. What yeah. about his plan? And, and honestly, I kind of want to give him a five on this. If yeah, I'm why being don't honest. you lead? Why don't you take the lead on this one? What do you because like, yeah, th- this it's genius, man. He knew. Look, so he's pissed at Matrix. He's pulling the strings. He's pissed at Matrix. He sees Arius or Arius or whatever the hell Dan Hedaya, and he sees this guy, and he's like, "I'm going to use this dude to get back at Matrix." Yeah. So he manipulates the whole situation to yeah. the point where he gets himself inserted with Dan Hedaya and the, these these Valverde like coup like mercenary guys that want to take over the country. Yeah, he latches onto them, and he manipulates this dude to make sure that he gets Matrix out of hiding, and also the fact that he like slyly got these other dudes killed in public to also yep. manipulate it such yeah. that the colonel got matrix out. This guy's like off the yeah. charts to me. And don't, don't downplay the fact that he faked his own death successfully. Exactly. That's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to fake your own death, yeah. especially in a movie like this. And yeah. he was, he had, he had a lot of heat on himself too, sure. because he's part of the crew. It's gotta be a five, right? I mean, I don't want to break the scale, but yeah, it's great. One. It's a great plan. If the plan was to draw matrix out and get him in a one-on-one fight, he, it was successful. It's very, very rarely do villains have successful plans. Yeah. I mean, aside yeah. from the whole killing impact, he, he he did not kill him in the end. And really, his own hubris was to fault for that because it's he could true. have just shot him. But maybe he could have shot him. He didn't want him just dead. He wanted to best him. And he wanted to stab him, too. Yes, like, he wanted and, but, to best him. And, and maybe that's his downfall, too, because to yeah. your point, because Arnold got in his head. He knew. Yeah. yeah, but again, like I feel like shooting him would not have would not have fulfilled the plan. But what if he shot him in like both legs and like incapacitated that's him? That's cheating. Like you don't want that. Like that's can you go to bed at night happy about that win? <laughs> and, then, and then he stabs him. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be happy with that win. Yeah. That's that's cheap. That is yeah. cheap. Yeah. You're right. He wanted to best him and that yeah. that's the that's the greatest way to put yeah. it. I think. Yeah. So but he I, just I didn't think win, it. but it's like it's like a great game plan. It's like in the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl 
It's, yeah. it's he's the Patriots. Like that's true. He had a great game plan. He just got outscored. Yeah, <laughs> got outscored. it's true. It's true. You can't help it, right? I mean, yeah. Matrix. You're going against Matrix. Yeah. And he almost won. He almost got him. So what about his his henchmen? Because you could you could count. Now you maybe you can call Hedaya as a henchman. I, I don't know that I would. Maybe it's a partner. Hedaya, Hedaya isn't really a henchman because he doesn't like physically, actively do anything. I mean, he I runs feel. away like a little like a yeah. little baby. It's like imagine the final scene in Scarface, but Scarface dies instantly. Yeah, like that's 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 Hedaya in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, could so is Sully is Cook. Are those his henchmen? Yes. I guess they are, right? Yeah, definitely. And they're pretty good. They're not. They're not that yep. bad. Yeah, we'll take it. Like the the guy on the plane was 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 a weakling. That's for sure. That guy stunk. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> yeah, and and but I think I think Cook was actually pretty good because he successfully murdered the other guys without yeah. without even he played a, sweat. a very played a very convincing garbage man. Yeah, I'm just gonna say <laughs> he was really good. He knows how to take and, the trash. And out. also, we gotta count as a henchman the guy in the very beginning of the movie where the where the daughter was stolen and he's. He's sitting on the chair in the daughter's room talking to Arnold and he's like trying to lay out like, hey, man, you got to play ball. You got to do this. <laughs> and then Arnold just goes, I don't think so. Bang, shoots him in the head. Like, I thought that guy was going to be a viable henchman throughout the movie. They and he's dead. Him. And then he just, in cold blood, Arnold just kills him in his daughter's bedroom. Yeah, that's true. That's pre- you can't sleep in that room anymore. Can't sleep in that there room was a anymore. murder there. Yeah, there's been a murder. <laughs> that was a sweet house too. Uh, you're gonna have a catchman's ghost in your bedroom. You can't have it. <laughs> that, that's all haunted bedroom. <laughs> not- yeah. And what about the plane too? Is that going to be a ghost plane now? It's <laughs> a ghost plane. You ever see the movie Ghost Ship? It's the it's ghost plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy's like a tourist he's like going ghost tourist yeah. he's just going to Valverde yep. all flights to Valverde there's a ghost plane <laughs> he's haunted that forever oh, you don't want to take the 220 to Valverde you don't want to do that <laughs> don't sit in that that back seat in the don't first don't sit class. in 7B don't it's 7B I remember <laughs> what happens you know, to you, you? Know, they, they they skipped they, they call that that's row 8 now like yeah. you know in hotels they oh, don't, yeah. there is no 13th floor they skip it that's row eight now. They it's go from row, row six to row eight. <laughs> Don't sit in seven B. Oh my god! What do you think for henchmen? Maybe like a three, because I think Cook's good, yeah, but the Cook's rest are good. pretty weak. Or is it two, two and a half? I don't know. How viable was Sully? I mean, he was pretty crappy. <laughs> He's pretty pretty useless. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I uh, mean, he had good style. That's about it. And he he, he even failed his one job. Yeah. Like he, got, he didn't get on the plane. Like he didn't see him jump well, that's out. That's not of his the... fault though. <laughs> well, he did turn away just at the wrong yeah. time. You but got, like, the plane was going up. If he, he watched saw the body for a long out. time, and once the plane was like, once the wheels were off the ground, then he turned away. So that's <laughs> like he did his job. Like that's like that's like yelling at the like we called him the assistant manager that that like, yeah. takes the money to the bank. Yeah. That's like blaming him for the bank getting robbed after he made the deposit. <laughs> no, can't, no, 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 because that that would be like you, you. He dropped it off, but he didn't like lock the lock the the safe or something yeah. because. No, because think about it. Like the plane wasn't up that high. Now, now if he, let's say that Sully didn't die and they had to do this plan again with somebody else, not John yeah. Matrix. Is he going to wait till the plane is at like cruising altitude before he stops looking at the plane? Because he's going to be worried <laughs> the guy's going to jump out of the landing. Yeah, and you see him come dropping down. You see the little <laughs> black dot. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like I feel like, you know, he maybe he did shirk on his duties because he probably should have watched that plane until he couldn't see it anymore. That's that's it's what true. I'm saying. It's true. So I don't know. What do you what do you say? What's your score? I'll let you score this one. 
Uh, shit. Since Bennett is is a main and not a henchman, yeah, I'm gonna give it a two just yeah, because Cook good. was all right. You know, could have been better. Could have been better. Sully was useless, and the 109 <laughs> other people that got shot in that compound were just. Yeah, that, I mean, come on. Do they even count as a question? Like yeah. that was just cannon fodder. Yeah. Like that, I don't even know. They were just useless. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't think so. So I'm giving it a two. And if you're gonna get your, you're gonna get scalped by like a, a saw blade and like, you know, come on now. And we didn't even talk about the uselessness of that warehouse that they snuck into too, where there was nobody. Like they didn't even get seen. Like somebody could have walked up behind them. Didn't happen. It's whatever. Two, I'm good with the two. Yeah. So I'll recap it, right? So four for look and style, one for hideout and layer, uh, five for the plan, and then a two for a henchman. So what is that? Twelve? We got, we got twelve. We got a twelve. 12. Respectable, but we've seen better. Uh, yeah, we we've definitely seen better. It's not bad. I think he was more badass. Like I kind of want to give him a bonus point for his just ruthlessness or just sort of like the the craziness so, of the plan. So when Arnold was baiting him into having a knife fight, yeah, like he like. He had an orgasm, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. He wanted. Bennett it. had an orgasm. He thinking about it. the knife sticking in and twisting. Yes. Like he literally spasmed and you saw and, like, it. Screamed and, yes. and, and, and pleasure. Check his pants. Yeah. You know, for real. And like, how about when he like when Arnold stabbed him, the blow off some steam, if you will. Yeah. At the end, was that like, was that a symbolism? I think it was. You know, He's like, oh. if you know, if you know what I mean, and the way that that was the smoke yeah. was shooting out, if yeah. you will, if you will, if you must. Uh, well, let me ask you this: Was that one of the greatest finishing moves of any movie of all time? Because yeah. I, I honestly think that's a top five, like yeah, fatality. it was shocking. It was out of nowhere. It had a tough talk at at the end of it. it had everything, and the way that he rips the pipe off the wall, yeah, like the brute strength of that and then he launches it like a javelin (laughs) like you can't you can't write a better ending scene i'm pretty sure in collateral did you watch collateral or collateral damage yes you doesn't he throw a hatchet at the guy he does i'm pretty sure (laughs) in a very similar scene where it's like i remember seeing that one that was like one of the last ones he made before he became governor or whatever doesn't i'm pretty sure a hatchet. i I could be misremembering but doesn't a guy throw a hatchet at him oh that's right no that's right he catches it yeah throws it back at him Something I forgot. Like that. Yeah. I saw that movie once in the theater and yeah. that's it. And I, yep. I really, you know, was, it got bad reviews, but I actually enjoyed it. Oh, well, I think that had a lot to do with the time. Of what it they was changed released. the movie. It was delayed. Yep. It was exactly. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, we're kind of out of time. I want to ask you about this and maybe it's for a future episode. Maybe we can talk about the categories just very quickly, but we, we do this villain scale all the time. But we don't really have a way to like rate the good guy, and right. we talk a lot about you know villains and 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 really all these like their style and all this stuff. But when we were talking about John Matrix, this whole movie, it gets us thinking like, why don't we have a good guy gauge, right, or some yeah, type of rating system for the good yeah. guys? But maybe they would just always be a twenty because they're always badass, they're always yeah. winning, they're always they're, they're painted to be to be heroic and victors. And- doing cool shit for lack of I, I don't know term. I don't know if it would work I mean what's your opinion on that I do I feel like we might need to flesh it out a little more we need to really uh, you know dive into the last row studios and really figure this one out what are some of the things you would put in it like do you, so, do you know yeah well I think we got a mirror look and style like that's that's a given because our heroes could look terrible like that's true that's not a, that is the one thing that's not a given for it to be a five I mean, it could be whatever I feel like 
maybe uh, arsenal or weaponry or you know what what kind of tools that they're using to tools of the trade tools of the trade for, for defense which could be literal tools as in guns or it could be like knowledge like if it were Batman it could be yeah. money like that's you know, true what what do they have at their disposal that kind of thing another thing is heroics which is which is basically the opposite of the villain's plan like how, what are they what are they doing to defend the plan like how good are they at it. stopping the plan and are they acting ethically also i think that could be a factor as well and uh and finally along with henchmen like who's the sidekick usually there's a sidekick in these movies this one was Cindy. i think she did a pretty good job she would rate highly and also who is the love interest that's if you true. don't have a sidekick but you have a love interest we're going to rate the love interest and i feel like there should be a bonus point if there's a love scene <laughs> what, it, could be, it could be taken away if the love scene is awkward or unnecessary. Yeah. Like in this so. movie, if they would have had it, it would yeah. have been a minus. Yes. Like you, you can't have that. It made no yeah. sense to the plot. Right. And, and didn't you tell me it was it was in the plane too? Which would have made yeah. absolutely so no there sense. There was a love scene written in to to be happen on that boat plane. They filmed it to, too, didn't to they? To Yeah. I don't know if I don't even know if they filmed it or not. I'm not sure. I but it was definitely it, in the original the original draft and they cut it. Just because, like, it just didn't seem believable. And apparently, the actress who played Cindy was completely against it. Oh, yeah. Be- because Arnold. I don't no, blame her. I mean, it's awkward, Arnold. you know. But do- doesn't it seem completely out of character for John Matrix to start to, yeah. like, try to bang somebody before he saves his daughter? Yes. Like, even at the end of the movie, it's like yeah. they had no chemistry. She was just going to fly him home. Yeah. You know, they, they had, the whole movie, they had no sexual chemistry. They were a good buddy duo. Yeah. Uh, but not in a love interest kind of way. And I think you nailed it earlier in the episode when you said maybe a week. Yeah. You might be able to form a relationship in a week. Not 11 hours. Not 11 hours. Yeah. yeah. You need the time. You need yeah. the time. Right. But anyway, as far as like gauging and grading, that might be another episode for another day. I, I like the idea of it. We'll have to see if it, yeah. if it, if it reads. We'll tweak it. We'll work with it. But I, I like it. If, if you're interested in this, let us know. Write in the last row podcast at gmail.com. I'm very curious if people would want to see the good guy gauge. We'll have to see yeah. if it works at all. Tweet, tweet us, at us. Tweet us yeah. last row. Uh, hashtag good guy gauge. Good guy gauge, you know, <laughs> and then uh, leave a comment G-G-G. on the episodes page, the last row podcast.com on the episode. If you're enjoying the show, definitely, you know, consider leaving a five-star review on Apple podcasts and pod chaser. We really appreciate everyone that's left one so far. And uh, we'll see you guys in, in two weeks. So, Drew, this is the second time in three movies that we've had someone both die and climax at the same time. <laughs> Between the rocker from Basic Instinct and yeah. uh, this dude blowing off some steam, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, oh, and not, not to mention, who knows if the guy had a tower.